The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. Chris Black, thanks for hopping on. Don't want to take up too much of your time, but really appreciate you coming on tonight. What's up, Will? Everything good? Yeah, everything is good. I know that uh, you're psyched up for the NBA playoffs. You're my NBA guy, so it's always fun to talk, get your uh, NBA expertise. Well, first off, let's start with the play-in style tournament game tonight. I know you're not a fan of that format, but I know you'll be watching the uh, Grizzlies and the Warriors. So how do you like that one shaping up and do either the Warriors or the Grizz kind of give the Jazz or the West for that matter a legit shot? You know, unfortunately, uh, whoever wins this playing game tonight, I'm not really sure they're going to have a shot against Utah just because Utah's defense has been so good this year. Their offense, they shoot three pointers highest in the league. So their offense is something that really people don't talk about. I know Donovan Mitchell is iffy on whether or not he'll be ready for game one with his ankle injury, but He should be ready within the next week or so if he doesn't play in game one. So I would expect Utah to roll whoever they face just because in this NBA season, I feel like it's been under talked about the fact that Utah has been so good this season. Like usually teams have played this well throughout regular season They have the three-point numbers. They have the defensive numbers. They do have a star player, if not two, if you want to count Gobert as a star as well. I feel like teams like that usually get talked about a little bit more. But then again, Will, it's Utah in a market that people don't really talk about ever when it comes to sports debates and in Salt Lake City. And then also the stars that they have are not your marquee Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry's. So I think... They've flown under the radar, even though all of the statistics show us that they have all the makings of a championship team. Now, it's not fun to say the Jazz are going to win the championship. You know, you're not going to hear talking heads on SportsCenter say that. And and to be honest, and not to call them out and not call myself out, you're not going to hear that from me either. But the numbers suggest that they will. So, like, it's one of those situations where we kind of have to say, Okay, Memphis, uh, Golden State, whoever wins tonight, hopefully they give a good series. And and believe me, Will, you've listened to enough of my shows. You know I'm rooting for Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors to pull off that upset. But if we go strictly by the numbers in the NBA, the numbers tell us Utah has been the best team in the league, and probably they're the team that will get to the finals in the West. But then again, it's so tough to go against LeBron and the Lakers and then all the different storylines we have in the Western Conference. Yeah, I feel like uh, Golden State was the team that wins tonight, and you think they you think they will beat the uh, Grizzlies tonight? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm playing uh, the first quarter line, so I know the game's going to start within an hour, uh, so I don't know how soon it is to when you get this uh, published, but like I, I think they're going to play well. I think I trust Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, and even Andrew Wiggins played well in the game against the Lakers, so I think... Uh, Golden State has the better team. John Morant showed me something the other night, too. You know, he had 20-plus points 
Um, I like Dylan Brooks as well. Valentunas is a good player for the Grizzlies. I just think that Golden State's going to win, but they won't have enough when they go against a team like Utah. Utah is deep. Yeah, good point. Now, kind of staying in the West, the Suns are the number two seed, but the underdogs to the seven-seeded Lakers. So I guess the quick question is, can Phoenix pull this, I guess, an upset off, right? Or is this pretty much LA's series to to lose? Yeah, I think it's LA's to to win. I think they're going to win it. And then to, to phrase it as theirs to lose, yeah, because I, you know, Vegas is telling us they're the favorite, even though they're the seventh seed. Now, there's a lot that goes into play with that, right? Like, the, the Lakers have dealt with injuries. You could also argue that the Lakers in the Heat were the last two teams standing in the bubble. And there was no offseason. And if you want to look at the 72-game season that the NBA put on, that we've now gotten to this point, you could say it was a pretty crappy regular season. And we could all kind of know that LeBron James, at points in previous regular seasons, does not give the same, um, I don't want to say effort, but it's not the same uh, LeBron James you see when the playoffs begin. So, you know, the, the Suns, fantastic story with Monty Williams, Chris Paul. And um, I, I think what they've done to this part of the season, I, I think it's it's so cool that a young team was able to go from young, exciting team, add that one bet, and then be able to turn that into the second best team in the Western Conference. I think it's so cool. Unfortunately, you run into the Lakers, the defending champs, with the generationally great LeBron James and Anthony Davis on their side. And I think the Lakers will win this series. It should be a good series. It'll be fun to see Chris Paul go against LeBron James because you know that they're friends. Um, so I, I, I think it's it'll be a, a fun series to watch. I think it's a series that a lot of people will be talking about, raving about at the end of the first round. But I see the Lakers moving on. Going forward with the Nuggets and the Blazers, I know you were talking about that earlier on Waddle and Sylvia a little bit. Uh, you're excited for that series. How do you see? I, know, I think you said Denver's kind of been like the Western Conference darling the last few years. How do you see that one shaping up? Well, you know, we we kind of thought that when Jamal Murray went out with the injury for the season, that the Nuggets would maybe take a step back. Instead, Nikola Jokic continued to play uh, fantastic basketball. And in fact, I think he's going to win the MVP. You know, Michael Porter Jr. is a player that he was kind of like a, a tweener where is he a guy that handles the ball? Is he a guy that spots up from three? Is he a big? Is he a guy that should be down on the block? And it seems like playing off of Jokic and Jokic's ability to handle the basketball and to find guys in the right spot, Porter's three-point shooting's been fantastic. He's blossoming. And the Nuggets have been a fantastic story. Now, they go against the Blazers. Damian Lillard, for half of this season – was in the MVP conversation. He's what, like the third leading scorer in the league, I think, third or fourth. Um, and, and, and the Blazers are always a team that puzzles me. I know there's some talk about Terry Scott in the background, whether or not he'll be on the hot seat if they lose in the first round. And I also think their pieces don't quite fit. Carmel Anthony has been good. C.J. McCollum, I love C.J. McCollum. But whether or not McCollum and Lillard in the backcourt is the duo that you need as your one-two to get to the next level? I'm not sold. I don't know. And, and this is a great opportunity for the Blazers to prove that. I think the Blazers can win the series. And I think what we need to see, if you're a fan of Damian Lillard and, and this group staying together, is they need to advance. They can't lose in the first round. 
So I'm going to pick the upset, even though I think the Nuggets are one of those teams that that people have really enjoyed uh, this NBA season. I think the Blazers win. Clippers and Mavs. It feels like the Clips are a disappointment. They always come up short. It feels like every spring or summer. But how do you see Clippers Mavericks? I think the Clippers win the series pretty easily. Luka Doncic is fantastic, but when you go against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who both are healthy, uh, Pat Beverly is finally healthy. He didn't play much this season. So, like, the Clippers are coming together at the right time. Um, And I think this is really, you know, I mentioned that it's going to be like make or break for the Blazers. It certainly is make or break for the Clippers because both of these guys, I know George re-signed with his new contract. But Kawhi Leonard is going to be a free agent. And Kawhi Leonard, if he wants to bounce and go somewhere else, you know, there's a nice team in New York that's starting to sprout up with young players with Thibodeau. You know, like Kawhi Leonard's not someone who I envision just stays somewhere to try and figure it out. And and so the, the Clippers are going to have to put something together. And I think they're dangerous. You look at the stats, they're defensively really good. Offensively, I think they're the best, second-best team in all of the NBA offensively and offensive efficiency. So I think the Clippers win because of their defense, and the Mavericks won't be able to stop them. So I think the Clippers advance, love Doncic, and I, I like the Mavs. I just don't think they have enough defensively. Before moving to the East, what would you say, I guess, the team in the West might be a team to watch out for or maybe could make a run, be a surprise team? A surprise team, if I had to pick one in the Western Conference, I would go like, well, okay. so what do you mean by surprise? Like, is the fourth seed a surprise? Because I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers made the finals. Um, I think we we had to submit uh, for uh, ESPN 1000 who we thought would get to the conference finals into the finals. And I submitted the Lakers against the Clippers in the Western finals. So. Like, those are the two teams I think are the two best teams in the West. I would love to see the Suns knock the Lakers off. I think that would be so cool. I would also love to see Portland go deep. But unfortunately, I I don't see it really happening. So I I submitted the Clippers and the Lakers in the West Finals. Gotcha. So going to the East. So the one-seeded Sixers seems like another team that's had a lot of hype. But they will be the one seed against... I put a pretty surprising Wizards team, and I have to say this, headed by Salim's favorite coach, Scott Brooks. So Wizards and Sixers, I don't think the Sixers are going to have much trouble with the Wizards, right? Salim! <laughs> um, no, I don't think they will. Philadelphia has been the best team in the Eastern Conference the entire season. When Embiid is playing well and he's healthy, he's the most dominant player in the Eastern Conference. That's right. I'm talking to you, all you Bucks fans who think Giannis is great. I mean, I mean, listen, it, the 76ers are the best team. Give all the credit in the world to the Wizards to get into the playoffs from what they were at and, and be able to climb the rankings and then get to this position, win the playing games, and then get into this round. They're not, they're not going to beat the 76ers. 76ers are a really good team. They'll take care of the Wizards. I think pretty easily, I would guess a sweep if I had to bet four or five games. So uh, that's why I think of that series. Nets, a lot of people's favorite. And then the Celtics. So I would assume you'd probably take the Nets in that one. Yeah. You know, I think um, if we had to do the biggest loser of this NBA season, I think it's the Boston Celtics. I know that Jalen Brown got hurt late in the year, but the entire season, 
They didn't play defense like they used to. It seemed like they blew a lot of games where they should have won. And then, quite frankly, they just weren't very good. And especially what's weird to me is Jason Tatum is ascending to superstardom, but yet it's not really having the impact that I think we thought it would have as a young player starts to become something more than just a young player with a lot of talent. Uh, so I think the Celtics are a major disappointment. I don't see them winning a game. I think this, the Nets are the biggest enigma on the, the entire NBA playoffs because they have the talent. They have a player who could argue is the best player in the league in Kevin Durant. And, and all together, offensively, they're great. Defensively is a big question. Will they be able to play enough defense to get to the finals? And so I don't think it's a challenge against the Celtics. I think they move through easily. Um, and, and I think the Nets are really something that uh, people don't really know what to expect. Neither do I. And it's kind of weird. I don't think we've ever gotten a team with this star power to this point where we really have no idea what to expect. Is Brad Stevens, is he in trouble or is he back next year? No, he's back. He's back. And listen, teams sometimes have bad years, but Brett Stevens is a really good coach. I think, we, you know, if you read enough stuff online, it sounds as if no one's really going nuts in Boston where it's Stevens getting all the blame. I mean, if you want to blame someone, blame Danny Ainge. He's the one that tinkers with the roster each and every season when at one point they were like the second and third best team in the East. And now they've slipped, but they made a whole bunch of moves last year, including moves at the trade deadline. You know, Daniel Tice would be a good player for the Celtics in these playoffs. They don't have them now. With the the Bucks and the Heat, Miami was last year's Eastern Conference rep, but Heat and Bucks, Bucks in the series, or could Miami pull it off? I don't think Miami can pull it off. I, I think um, Milwaukee's going to get to a point in the playoffs where they're going to struggle, but I don't see it against the Miami Heat. Um, and Giannis is so good. And I, I took, I took a shot at him in Bucks fans, but like, listen, he should be in the MVP conversation again. Would he be in my top five? I would put him five. Uh, I have Jokic, uh, Jokic, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Embiid, and Giannis. Now I know the three finalists are Jokic, Curry, and Embiid. I think more credit goes due to, uh, Chris Paul and, you know, uh, the voters have to vote five people. And I would put Giannis on that ticket because the numbers are just as great as they were the last two seasons when he won the MVP. Now they're the third best team in the East. They have Drew Holiday. They have Chris Middleton. And it seems like their defense is going to what is what they're going to need to get them through because I still get the same vibes from the, the Bucks that, you know, if you cut off the head of the dragon, the, the rest of the body just dies because Giannis has has this inability to shoot from the perimeter. And if you stop him, if you stop his momentum towards the rim, it slows the rest of the offense. And it's like they have to try and recalibrate how they want to attack offensively. And I think at a certain point, including facing when they, they do face a team like the 76ers, I think they're going to struggle. I don't think they're going to have a problem with the Heat. I think it's interesting that Sham Sharania was reporting earlier today that Jimmy Butler and the Heat have been having issues this year, which is, it's funny because he was the darling of the league last year in the Orlando bubble. But now when things get a little bit dip, more difficult, 
and the grind of the seasons there, you know, cause like the Orlando bubble was a bit of a gimmick, but the grind of this year created friction between the two sides. Uh, I think the heat lose in the first round. And then to wrap it up, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Knicks are 4 They're, I guess they're back, right? And the, the Hawks had a coaching change that I think you were kind of surprised about when that happened. But uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about the Knicks in that series? Well, Will, I know you listened to the show and we had Kelly Kroll on the show uh, just after the trade deadline, I believe. It was either the all-star game or the trade deadline. I remember that, yeah. Kelly told us that the players didn't like playing for Lloyd Pierce and that they do like Nate McMillan. And she nailed it because the Hawks went on a tear after they fired Lloyd Pierce, and they were one of the better stories of the second half of the NBA season. The Knicks, I think, are back. Thibodeau's fantastic. They're going to play great defense. And, like, I, to me, what I'm really looking forward to in this series is, like, I've been a supporter of Julius Randle for years. I thought that the Lakers, the Lakers should have kept him. I thought that he was one of those bargain players that could turn into a star someday. And I always suggested that the Bulls should sniff around Julius Randle. You know, get him at that bargain and see if he could turn it and blossom into something. And they missed on that. And the Knicks got him, and Thibodeau's getting the most out of him. I would say this. What are we getting from Trey Young? Trey Young making the playoffs for the first time. He, he was on the scene two years ago as this rookie sensation. People loved watching him. And, and he and Doncic on a nightly basis were going back and forth. Doncic has had the playoff success to this point. What is Trey Young going to do in his first playoff series? That's what I'm keeping my eyes on because we know he's not going to play defense. But is Trey Young going to give us 40-point performances, kind of do like a, a Stephen Curry, uh, you know, type of thing. And, and I think if that's the case, watch out for the Hawks. The Hawks have all the talent to be able to pull off this upset. If I had to bet, I would go with the Knicks because I think they're a smarter coach team because Thibodeau is so good in-game adjustments and also with the defense. Um, so I think the Knicks are going to win. I'm interested in seeing what uh Trey Young does in this first round playoff series and what's your uh overall NBA final I know you said Lakers Clippers in the west right to wrap up the west but how about the east and then the overall yeah so I submitted for the east the 76ers and the Nets and I have the 76ers getting to the finals against the Lakers so Philadelphia and Los Angeles uh the Lakers and then I have the 76ers winning the title Interesting. So Doc Rivers does it in Philly. Yeah, and and I think um I think it'd be a cool story to see the process actually come true. Yeah. And I think Joel Embiid, you know, last year when they got bounced, they had this shot of him walking to the locker room crying. And I think he he really took that to heart the way he started this season. He was playing the best basketball of his life to start the season and then he got hurt. I think Embiid focused has the ability to completely dominate series and dominate like we haven't seen since Shaquille O'Neal as a big in the NBA. And so I, I, I think it's a bit of a off the beaten path pick for, for finals championship, because I think a lot of people are looking to the West or they're assuming the nets are going to get through. I make the pick solely on the idea 
that the 76ers are a much better defensive team. I believe number one in defensive efficiency where the Nets are 11th. And I know the Nets are going to have issues with Kyrie, Harden, and Durant out there all at the same time. So I'm making my bet on the 76ers, their defense, and then I think they'll have enough to match up with the Lakers in the finals. What do you have? Uh, so in my mind, I don't really know. I was thinking it would probably be, if I had a guess, in fact, I was talking to my Sixers uh, cousin, fan, Sixers fan cousin earlier, and, and uh, I was saying, it's pro- he was asking me, and I said, I don't know, probably like Lakers, Nets, maybe Sixers, something like that. I was assuming probably something like Lakers, Nets, but I like the Sixers pick because it is different, and maybe this is final, like you said, the process comes to fruition. Maybe it's finally their year. They finally get it done. Yeah, and you know, God help us and God help the NBA if Utah gets through huh. and it's like Utah and Milwaukee. Yeah. Could you imagine how bad that would be for the league? And <laughs> and listen, shout out to all the Milwaukee Bucks fans out there. Like that that's not hate on you. It's just to have two media markets yeah. like Milwaukee and Utah in the finals would be would be really bad. I think it would be great for the league if the Nets got there or the 76ers. I think both are have good storylines. Uh, and then in the West, I don't think you can go wrong with the Lakers. The Clippers are tough because they're an L.A. team, but no one in L.A. cares about the Clippers. Phoenix, young team, good fan base, not a huge, huge, huge market. Um, so it, it's kind of – it's kind of tough to kind of figure out what the best NBA Finals matchup would be, too. And I think Philadelphia, L.A. would be. Yeah, two big markets, that cross-country yeah. vibe, kind of like the old Celtics-Lakers uh, matchups, and you have Doc Rivers still in it. So. You know, and, and Will, I think it also helps with, like, the casual fan that the, the marquee players for the Philadelphia 76ers have been there for a while, so we know who they are. Same with Milwaukee. The, the Milwaukee... Giannis is like a built-in story that people are familiar with, where the next thing is a collection of all-stars that were just compiled this year. You know, like there's no yeah, story there. True. Yeah, kind of like a hodgepodge of just great talent. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, real fast, um, I guess just like with the West, if you had like a dark horse, just like a fun team to maybe root for, or you might maybe makes a little bit of a, a, a run, who would that be? I think I think the fun team that to make a run would be like, wouldn't everyone get behind if Miami did do this again for a second year in a row? Yeah. No one expected it from Miami last year. So if they somehow figured this out and, you know, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and, and Bam at Ad, Bio and, and they're all like playing like they did last year in the bubble, I think people would really like that. Um, I would like that because it kind of would prove that like the Orlando bubble wasn't much of a fluke. Um, if both the Lakers and the heat advance and play well in the playoffs, otherwise, like, won't we look back at last fall and just be like, it didn't really count. Like I know that they, they had the playoffs, but it was in a bubble at the Disney hotels. And like, there was so much going on with COVID at the time that, I, I just think like that would be a cool story of if Miami found found a way to knock off the Bucks to advance to the conference finals, then we could say, okay, it wasn't a fluke. And like people are familiar with the stories 
And Miami has been a good NBA franchise for quite some time. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for hopping on, breaking all this down. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a good rest of the night. You too, Will. Thanks for uh, checking uh, checking in with me. And thanks for uh, asking me for my ideas and thoughts when it comes to the NBA. It was fun. Thanks, man. Absolutely. You're my NBA guy. So always go to you. Always go to the expert. Thanks, Will. Three, two, one, zero, 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 and liftoff.